Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Everybody's talking about superfoods, nutritionally dense foods, super beneficial to your health. Did you know that beets are one of the most powerful superfoods loaded with an important nutrient to increase your blood flow and hence your energy? But who wants to eat a pound of beets every day? Now you can get the super benefits of beets in a powerful concentrated superfood drink. Super beets, made from beets grown to exacting standards and concentrated into superfood crystals. Super Beets promotes the body's natural ability for healthy circulation and increased energy. You want the benefits of a powerful superfood? Call 800-516-0683 or go to nancysbeets.com. With a first order, get an extra 30 days of Super Beets free, plus indicator strips to see how Super Beets works for you. And free shipping. 800-516-0683 or go to nancysbeets.com today. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, Channel 132. He witnessed a crime and a week later he disappeared. Somebody came to me and told me that my grandson was a witness to that murder. And that's when he went missing. He gave me a kiss on the jaw and a hug and said, Granny, I'll see you later. 
I didn't have no idea that I wouldn't see him no more after that. I'm asking you, if you want me to beg, that's fine. But I know that there has to be somebody out there with a the heart that can say something. Say something. Just tell somebody where he at. Well, you know, you just could. We want some closure. Help me. Help me help a mother who is desperate at this hour for all of you mothers, all of you fathers, grandparents out there listening now, a teen boy is gone and he is beautiful, loving, good student, everything. His mom is heartbroken. Please help us. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. I'm going to go straight out to Cheryl McCollum with the Cold Case Research Institute, the director and crime scene investigator. Cheryl McCollum, tell me. Jabez Fan, 14 years old, funny, fabulous, standout football star, tons of friends, supportive family. No police records, no problem to anybody. Grandmama was raising him. He loved her, Nancy. Um, he just was a standout kid. Everybody knew him. Real easy smile, a little mischievous. Uh, loved video games and girls and his cell phone. That's what every single person told me. Cheryl, you are actually bringing me to tears because you have just described my son, John David. Sure. To a T. Absolutely. You know, we have secret signs that mean I love you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I look forward to every morning is seeing John, David, and Lucy. And that's what I look forward to every night is putting them to sleep. And all the time in between, this mother is desperate and we need your help so much. Joining me, in addition to the director of the Cold Case Institute, Dr. Carol Lieberman, forensic psychiatrist. Also with me, Private Eye, Vincent Hill. And straight back to Cheryl McCollum. Cheryl, how did he go missing? Nancy, he was last seen at a Labor Day barbecue where tons of family and friends were at. He went to his grandmama and said, hey, I'll see you later. Kissed her on the cheek. She said, I love you. And that was it. Nobody has seen him since. We are talking about a missing teen boy. And so often when we hear teen boy missing, everybody thinks the worst. They think, ah, he's involved in something nefarious. He did this. He did that. He was running with the wrong crowd. Blah, blah, blah. What was he mixed up in? That is so not the case with this young boy. This boy had never been in a bit of trouble Great student, football star, just gorgeous boy. His mom, heart broken. If you could see this kid's smile. I'm looking at some of their posts, Cheryl. They're desperate. They're now posting, we need this baby home. We are not okay. Begging people for help. I don't understand how he went missing. Let's go back to the facts. That's where I start when I don't know what to do. It's like trying over and over and over to put together a Rubik's Cube that just doesn't seem to fit. And you 
you play with it and you play with it and you start over and you start over and you fit one piece together and then suddenly another piece doesn't fit. That's how this is working. Right now, we are digging into the case of a missing Sarasota teen boy with one of the biggest smiles I've ever seen. We're talking about Jabez Span. Now, you say he goes missing, but where, when, why, how? He literally is on his street in Newtown and walks away. His grandmother doesn't see exactly where he goes. No friend has come forward. No neighbor has come forward. There's no surveillance tape where he's at a convenience store or a, you know, library or anything. He's simply vanished. But there's a twist, Nancy. On August 28th, a man by the name of Travis Combs was murdered in Newtown, 453 feet from Jabez's grandmama's front door. Someone came forward and told the family and then separately their private investigator that Jabez witnessed the murder of Travis Combs and said, you know, y'all shot him? Y'all killed him? And so there is great fear that he was once a witness to a murder and now is a missing person. For any of you that know anything about this missing child, the tip line, 941-366-TIPS, T-I-P-S, 941-366-8477. The fear amongst the family and neighborhood is that this young boy witnessed a crime, and now he is missing. I mean, I wonder sometimes what our world has come to when a young boy is kidnapped or murdered because of what he saw. It's what they write about in movies and TV shows, but this is real, and the pain of his family is real. Is there a street code of silence? If so, it is so misguided. What do we know about this boy? We are talking about a 14-year-old kid. Jabez Span has never been in trouble, doesn't have a rap sheet, went to school every day, played on the football team, loved his mother. Joining me, Dr. Carol Lieberman, forensic psychiatrist, author of a brand new book. You can find it on Amazon, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists. Oh, my. How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. Dr. Carol Lieberman, nothing could be more on point right now. How can we protect our children and what went wrong? I mean, Carol, when I was growing up, I would come home, do my homework. I was a latchkey kid. I would get on my bicycle and pedal, 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 play in the woods and streams, spot birds, chase whatever I heard in the woods, if it was a kitty cat or a squirrel or whatever there was. And it was only until five or six o'clock when it was beginning to get dark, I'd pedal that bike back home. And that was okay. That's not true now, Dr. Carol. Yes. Uh People are kids. It's 
it's even dangerous for kids to be in their front yard these days. To Cheryl McCollum, director of the Cold Case Research Institute, Cheryl, let me understand, who is Mr. Parker? Is he a neighbor? What, if anything, did he see or hear? He saw Jabez in the neighborhood, witnessed the crime, and heard him say, allegedly, y'all killed him? So again, Nancy, for me, he, you know, his statement was, y'all killed him, not they killed him, which says to me, Jabez knew the people involved with the murder of Travis Combs. To Dr. Carol Lieberman, forensic psychiatrist and author of a brand new book, Dr. Lieberman, how did a good kid like Jabez somehow get mixed up in a murder that he had nothing to do with, and now he's paying the price? Yes, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's all it amounts to. Um, it's a really, you know, one of the things that's, for me, most frustrating about this story is that the police didn't take this report about his having uh, witnessed a murder or and said that, you know, you all killed a man or words to that effect. They didn't take that seriously. They thought it was just a rumor. So a lot of precious time was lost. You know, it's possible that he left on his own because he was afraid that the people were going to come after him, the, the murderers, uh, or they might have threatened him and said, um, if you tell, we're going to hurt your family. So well, you know, been- Dr. Carol Lieberman, uh, I, I'm typically on the same page as you, but Cheryl McCollum, for a kid to leave home, the only thing he, he knew and loved leave his mother, which is all he had in this world, and not a, not a, a message, not a text, not a phone call, nothing. I, I don't believe he left home. That's the stuff that novels and movies are made of. Nancy, he had no money, no clothes, no food, and his cell phone stopped pinging. Now, this is another twist in the story. His cell phone continued to, to ping until September the 4th, um, and that's when Hurricane Irma hit, and that's when law enforcement absolutely knew they had something very serious on their hands. Right now, the reward has been doubled. That reward climbing now up to $50,000. The FBI originally contributed $19,000, now offering 44000 and then another 6000 being kicked in by local police and law enforcement. Jabez Spann, last seen around 22nd Street in Sarasota. He was wearing a turquoise shirt. He is five foot nine. He weighs 120 pounds. Sarasota Police Department has received many tips. Detectives remain in daily contact with the Spann family, but there's no new information in the case. To Vincent Hill, private investigator, People don't just vanish off the face of the earth. Vincent, there is a clue. Yeah, Nancy, people don't vanish, especially 14-year-old boys. I have a 16-year-old. He would have called. He would have texted. I can track his phone. I can do all of that. So he's definitely not going to leave the house where he gets food, comfort, and things of that nature. And there's that old street code, Nancy, that snitches get stitches. And I think, unfortunately, we 
probably already know the outcome of this case. I don't know the outcome. I don't know the outcome of this case. What I do know is a mother is crying at this moment, right now, for her son. And we need to pull together and help her. The family has hired a private investigator. What should he or she be doing? This is your specialty, Vincent Hill. Yeah, right now, Nancy, follow any lead. I mean, I would be looking for any surveillance footage in the area. I would be tracking down where the last location or his phone pinged. Anything technology-based that could help me find out where he could be right now. There's somebody that saw something. Those people need to be talked to. They need to be questioned. And follow up every possible lead. His birthday has come and gone. And you know Cheryl McCollum, director of the Cold Case Institute. There is no way this kid would not have been home for his birthday with his mom. No way. He wouldn't have missed his birthday. He wouldn't have missed his grandmother. And he wouldn't have missed getting a learner's permit. Not going to happen. Jabez's mom, Mrs. Spann, has not seen her son since he went missing on the family's front yard. He was in his own front yard. How does that happen? How can there be no clue as to where this young boy has gone? She and others believe her son unintentionally witnessed a murder, the murder of Travis Combs. And they believe firmly someone connected to that murder took her boy. She is now doing her best to stay optimistic. She says, I don't even try and draw a conclusion. All I want is for us to have the first step in finding him. I have hope and I have faith. The Sarasota police on the case. According to authorities, quote, no child has ever gone missing from Sarasota. Well, they have now as the search intensifies for this boy who disappears from his own front yard. The reward now up to $50,000. Cheryl McCollum joining me on the case from the get-go, director of the Cold Case Research Institute. Cheryl, what more can you tell us? How can you help us crack the case? Because now I understand original witnesses refusing to talk. Absolutely. He said he never said that about Javad saying to job kill him. He's saying that he never said, y'all aren't going to like the way his face looks and y'all aren't going to like where he ends up. Um, So he has, you know, totally changed his story and is um, not wanting to cooperate anymore. I don't believe that there is not a clue out there. I don't believe that this case cannot be cracked. I believe we can find answers for his mother. If you can help us in the disappearance of this bright, happy, sparkly, wonderful young boy with a million-dollar smile, please call 941-366-TIPS, 941-366-8477, There is a $50,000 reward help us if there's anybody that know anything like don't just let him if something happens don't just let him just be out there like that if a crime 
is being covered over a life, there's something hugely wrong here. And I'm begging, please bring him back home. And the house is so empty without him in it. Please go to crimeonline.com. Read about his disappearance and look at his photo. God willing, we will find a clue. Switching gears, this is what I know. I need all the energy I can get. Every day that passes, I seem to have less energy and get more fatigued more easily. But I recently learned this could be due to a decrease in circulation. And if you give your body what it needs, it promotes natural, healthy circulation and keeps you feeling great. And that is why I and my family drink Super Beets. Super Beets promotes your body's own natural ability to produce healthy circulation. It gives you increased energy and stamina all day long. Only Super Beets made from beets grown to exacting standards, then concentrated down into superfood crystals. I mix it with cold water and ice and sip it all day. If you want to give your body what it needs, call 800-516-0683 or go to nancysbeets.com, N-A-N-C-Y-S-B-E-E-T-S.com. With a first order, get another 30-day supply of Super Beats free, plus indicator strips to see how Super Beats working for you. And free shipping! Call 800-516-0683, 800-516-0683, or go online to nancysbeats.com today. Super Beats! And now, we are heading across the country. Live to a story in Jackson, Alabama. I wish you could see this mom. She is really a Kim Kardashian lookalike. Have you seen her her photo, Jackie? I mean, she's got this straight dark hair parted in the middle, the big brown eyes, and she's actually got that pout going on where you kind of suck on her cheeks a little bit. Lucy Lynch did that the other day. Oh, yes, she did when I was taking a picture of her. She actually sucked in her cheeks and did like a little kiss thing with her lips. I I wanted to say, a a child, where have you learned that? Have you been on the Internet? So I I secretly ran and grabbed her iPad and did a history search. No, she's just been watching more and more and more gymnastic videos. Thank God. Thank you, Lord, because I, I thought she'd never get off of watching guinea pig videos, hence the two guinea pigs that are in a cage in her bedroom. So gymnastic videos is a nice relief, but I don't know where she learned that little pout, but this lady has definitely got one in her photo. This gorgeous young Alabama mom uh, seemingly did no wrongdoing except whoopsie, an expired license tag, Right? <laughs> Wait till I tell you what happened. Actually, let's go now to Larry Maher, Crime Stories investigative reporter. Larry, so this young mom, Jaleesa Gaines, gets pulled over for what? She was pulled over for having an expired license tag as she was driving in Jackson, Alabama, which is in the southwestern part of the state near Mobile. Now, hold on. So she gets pulled over for a very simple 
traffic stop. Are you mean the whole plate was bad, or was it just the little sticker had expired? It was an expired license plate. Okay, keep going. When police first talked to her, she gave them a different name. Whoa, whoa, and... whoa, whoa. Let me just stop you right there, Larry Mayhew. Okay. She gave a different name. Okay, Vincent Hill, private investigator. This is what I used to tell juries. Okay, when I see a trooper coming up behind me with the lights on, I don't hit the gas and try to outrun them and maybe jump a a roadblock. I, I, I stop and I pull over. Okay? That's what I used to say when defendants would take off. It's flight. It's evidence of guilt. The last thing I would do is when they asked me to roll my window down and show license and registration, I don't say something like, um, what's your name, uh, Angelina Jolie? <laughs> uh, it's Reese Witherspoon. No, you tell them your name Yeah. because they know. All they have to do is a 30-second computer search that they've got at their fingertips, like an iPhone, really, in their car. They put your tag in, and they know who's supposed to be driving that car. Vincent. Yeah, Nancy, and some of the biggest arrests I ever got was from a simple traffic stop, which resulted in someone giving me a fake name. I've caught it people. I've caught people wanted for murders, rapes, you name it, based on a simple traffic stop and a fake name. So that always gets the cops' spidey senses up. I love traffic stops. You know, I want, let me just tell one quick little story. So we were driving to take the twins to something. Oh, it was something like Disney on Ice. Um, What is it? Let it go. Let it go. What movie was that? Frozen. Frozen. Yes, Frozen. Of course. Of course, John David was just like uh, screaming on the inside, but he had to go see Frozen on Ice. So we were leaving this big arena, and I said, turn left, turn left. And David goes, I'm not supposed to turn left. I said, just do it. He turns left. And immediately, whoop, whoop, I'm like, oh, dear Lord in heaven. So anyway, poor David, he's about to get a ticket when I decide to inject myself into this scenario. I get get out of the car. I walk around back. The officer says, get down. I'm like, oh, dear Lord in heaven. I like held my hands up. I'm like, sir, I'm totally unarmed. Please don't shoot me. So anyway. You never know what's going to happen in a simple traffic stop, Vincent Hill. So are you saying you've actually caught killers at a traffic stop? Yes, absolutely, Nancy. I've caught three people that were wanted for murder based on a simple, quote-unquote, simple traffic stop. Wow. Okay. Larry Maher, you know, I don't know why you got off the topic. The way you did, dragging it frozen and Disney on ice. But can I please get you back in the middle of the road, Larry? So yes, the police <laughs> the police pull her over for a tag violation, which in that jurisdiction is just a little, you keep your same metal plate. You just get a yearly renewal sticker, and it's a bright color. Like in 2017, it might be bright orange. In 2018, it's blue. So cops can look at a distance, and they know immediately your sticker, your tag is expired. So they pull her over. Okay. What happened then? When the officers on the scene discovered that she had lied about her name, they asked her consent to search the car. 
So hold on just a moment. Vincent Hill, private investigator, they asked. It's like a vampire. They can't come in until you invite them. Yeah, okay? that's right, Nancy. You either need probable cause or verbal consent. That's right. There's only two ways they can get in that trunk. Now, under an old U.S. Supreme Court case, U.S. versus Carroll, double R, double L, the government was allowed to search cars more easily than homes and structures because of, quote, exigent circumstances, which means if there's dope or a dead body or, or what a stolen merchandise in that car, the car can leave. That is an emergency, an exigent circumstance. So, therefore, officers need less PC probable cause to search your car. So if a cop searches your car, you might as well not cry about it because of U.S. versus Carroll. Um, oh, just a, an aside. You know where that came from, Vincent Hill? Exigent circumstances? Do you know? Where's that, Nancy? Moonshine, honey bun, moonshine. <laughs> because when this case happened in the U.S. Supreme Court, it was, after, it was during Prohibition, and everybody was dragging moonshine around in their trunk. And cops, as I recall it, see a car, like, weighing heavy, dragging its tail, and they go, mm, it's got moonshine. They pull it over, and they searched it and got the moonshine, and the defense was they had no right to search the trunk. Because they didn't have a warrant, and they didn't have probable cause. Hence the ruling, exigent circumstances. So you can thank some moonshine. Uh-uh, my grandfather on my father's side, okay, he was known to cook up some uh, scuppernong wine in the bathtub, not judging. Okay, Larry Mayer, so you're telling me that she was asked, can we search your trunk? Right, Larry? That's the story that the police tell, the, the, the version of the story that I the police like are, are uh, offering is that what do you mean? That's after the they story determined that... she had given Wait a false a name, they Wait asked her to search Wait. the car. Larry, I don't like your attitude, young man. Yeah. That's the story that the um, police. Well, I, 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 was trying, I was trying not to, to cast any aspersions you on the police. You said that's the, while that's the, the story straight. the police gave. Like they're lying? Uh-uh. Now, hold on. In just a moment, we're going to do a little credibility contest in this case. So they okay. say, Larry Mayer, that they said, can we search your trunk? And they say, she said, why, yes, I'd love you to search my trunk. Okay, then what happened? Um, inside the trunk was a shoebox that had been wrapped in either a sweater or a blanket. And inside the shoebox was the body of an infant baby boy which an autopsy has determined, was Jalissa Gaines's son. Whoa, 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 wait, just stop right there. You know, Larry Mayhurt, you said that like, um, yeah, they got her for throwing a beer can out the window. You, ju Larry, you're telling me that they search her trunk, they find a shoebox, which tells you the size of this child, wrapped in a sweater and a blanket. In the shoebox is the tiny baby boy's body. Did you just say that, Larry? Uh, that's correct. That's where the body of the baby boy was found. And, and you want to tell me that you believe the mom, as opposed to the police, as to who said, yes, you can search my trunk? Oh, no, 
dear. She's lost this credibility contest as soon as I find out there's a dead baby in a shoebox in her trunk. Okay, what happened then, Larry? Well, according to the the family of this woman, the baby had been born about a week before, five to seven days before she was stopped in the car. The total autopsy results have not been made public. However, uh, a medical examiner has said that the child was born alive, was not stillborn, and had lived for five to seven days before he was killed. How he was killed is not yet known. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Dr. Carol Lieberman joining me, forensic psychiatrist and author of a brand new book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror, which is now available on Amazon.com. Dr. Carol Lieberman, let, let, let me just get my mind around this. I remember... You know, when the twins were born, I went into intensive care with blood clots, lots of them, it stuck in my lungs. The twins went to the other end of the hospital to the NICU, neonatal intensive care unit, and we all stayed there. In fact, I set the alarm off in the hospital once trying to get to the twins. And I think about Dr. Carroll how helpless they were at five to seven days old. I remember the first time I held them in the hospital to give them a bath, and I had to hold their neck up. I was so afraid water would get in their mouth or their nose, and they were just so fragile. And when I think about this little baby in a shoebox, in a car trunk, Dr. Carol Lieberman you got to talk me off the ledge on this one. Well, yes. It's, you have to wonder about the kind of heartlessness that a mother could have, did have apparently, to be able to, to, well, we, to presumably kill the baby, um, although we don't know exactly the cause of death yet. Um, I, I mean, it's hard to believe it, to carry it around in the trunk of your car. Um, you know, also, of course, there is, the possibility, not likelihood, but possibility that some that she's protecting, you know, someone who killed the baby, like the father or something. But it's most likely, most likely her doing. Um, and obviously, she was trying to hide that from the get-go when she gave the false name. She knew that she didn't want them to find that. Um, it's 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 uh, some, she's sociopathic. I mean, she has no conscience. She has no humanity. Uh, to do that to a tiny, helpless child, no less her own child. Dr. Carol Lieberman, the police say she exhibited, she did not exhibit a degree of remorse that they had hoped for or expected. I've heard about, although I did not experience it, maybe it was because I nearly died and I, you know, I was just trying to keep three of us alive, any disassociation from the twins at all when they were born, all I could think about was, would they live? How could I make them live? Were the doctors doing everything? Were the nurses doing everything? Was I and my parents and my in-laws, was everybody doing everything they could to save the twins? That's all I could think about. I mean, but I've heard 
that some moms disassociate or can't connect to the baby. What is that, Dr. Carol Lieberman? Yes, that is true. There are, uh, you know, postpartum, there can be some psychiatric uh, problems, some diagnoses from postpartum depression to uh, it's starting off a psychosis, um, although she was driving around. I mean, we do need to know more about other, whether she, what her mental state is, in addition to them saying that she didn't exhibit enough remorse, what the expected amount of remorse. There might be some kind of uh, psychiatric condition. And if there is, I'm sure that she's going to be using that. Her, her attorney will be using that in her defense. But, um, but, you know, the more likely stories when these kinds of things happen are that she didn't want the baby to begin with, or her, um, she was, uh, she, she had want, she had gotten pregnant to get a man. Dr. Carol, Dr. Carol, I'm just a trial lawyer here. I'm just a JD. I know you're the psychiatrist, but let me just cut through all the psycho talk. She was on her way to Walmart. Mm-hmm. Okay, that speaks volumes to me, Vincent Hill. She no more cares about this baby than the man in the moon. She's on her way for a shopping spree at Walmart. Yeah, I don't think she cared one bit, Nancy. And I think it's evident in the fact that she's like, sure, you can search my trunk. Like, I don't care if you find my baby in there. Uh, who cares? Well, or she, Vincent Hill, private investigator, may have felt that if she said no, that would make them even more suspicious, then they would definitely search her trunk. And if she said yes, if they looked in the trunk and just saw a shoebox, they probably wouldn't look in it. So she was really between a rock and a hard spot. But I want to direct everybody to CrimeOnline.com and see this mugshot of this young mom. She's absolutely beautiful, but she's definitely got the Kim Kardashian, uh, what do you call that? The selfie look where you suck in your cheeks going on? Oh, yeah. She looks like, mm-hmm, and you are... That's the look she's giving right to the mugshot. So to Larry Maher, Crime Stories investigative reporter, where is Jaleesa Gaines right now? She was initially investigated on a lesser charge, which was abuse of a corpse. And she has been indicted. Police say she has been taken into custody and processed for manslaughter. Manslaughter. I think the jury ought to get at least a choice of murder one, murder two, manslaughter, involuntary, involuntary manslaughter. I mean, give them a choice for Pete's sake. That baby, that infant child did not end up dead in a shoebox all on its own. And we don't know the cause of death yet. The COD is as as of yet undetermined, but I know this, we do know the child was born alive and allegedly lived from five to seven days. The Jackson Police Department now investigating the baby's death, and according to the chief, Chief Jerry Taylor, officers find the baby's body in the trunk of that car during a simple traffic stop on Highway 43. That heart's just broken, and... A lot of folks trying to figure out how something like this could happen. Were there any signs of any physical trauma to the baby? Uh, well, there again, we would have to wait for the autopsy report for that. She hasn't said a whole lot as far as what may have happened to the baby. We have a baby who never had the chance to speak for themselves. Uh, so we're having to speak for him and we take that very seriously and we want to cover all our bases in this case. Cops say the mom, quote, hasn't said a whole lot about what happened to the baby. 
and that she is showing much, much less remorse than they had expected. To Larry Maher, what more can you tell us? Investigators say there may be other people involved in this case. They are not elaborating on what they mean by that. And they are still conducting interviews, even though the mother has been indicted. Well, expired tags got her pulled over, and then police find a five-day-old baby dead in a shoebox in the trunk. I can only wonder what would have happened if when asked if they could search her trunk, She said no. How many times have I called Uber, even taken Uber with my children on many, many occasions? But now, is an Uber driver suspected of a sex attack on a customer? Straight out to Alan Duke joining me on the story. Alan, what happened? Well, this is a scary story. I mean, I use Uber a lot. My young daughter, well, she's 26. She does, this is her main form of transportation around Los Angeles, is calling Uber or Lyft. Well, it seems allegedly that there was this man who had been an Uber driver in the Santa Barbara County area. That's not too far from Los Angeles. And he decided that he wanted to do more than driving. And so what he did was he pretended to be someone's Uber driver. He would see someone apparently waiting for an Uber ride. He would zoom in and pick up the passenger. The passenger, typically, according to investigators, were young women between the ages of 19 and 22 coming out of parties or clubs near their college campus. They wouldn't bother to look and make sure that that was the right car they were getting into. They get into the back. He would drive them home and then allegedly rob and sex assault them in various ways. An Uber driver now accused of raping women who used the car service. To top it all off, the Uber driver is in the U.S. illegally. A man living in the U.S. illegally, we believe, who crossed the border from Mexico, uses his job as an Uber driver to target young women now accused of sex attacks and robbing them. Right now, police say there are more victims out there, victims who have not come forward. This guy... Alfonso Nunez drives women to their homes, assaults them, steals their stuff, including computers, jewelry, cell phones, money. Then he even collects his fare payment by using the smartphone app Vimo. He even disguises his identity and his Uber records, according to police. Now, tell me, Alan Duke... What about DNA evidence? Has that played a role in this? Yes. Yes, they're checking. They've got his DNA now, and they're checking it against other sex assault cases in the Santa Barbara and San Luis Obispo area to try to match up other victims. And let me emphasize, this guy wasn't an... He he had driven for Uber before, but at the time, he wasn't driving for Uber. He was pretending to be the proper Uber driver. And these drunken... Oh, I get it. Okay, now let me make this clear. He was faking them. Was he 
currently Uber driving? No. No, it's something you turn on and you turn off. But he he wasn't working as an Uber driver at the moment. He was pretending to be an Uber driver. And this is the dangerous thing. All these Uber stickers that you, out in California, you're required to put on the windshield. Anybody can print those out from the Internet and put them. You can tape them on. So the real lesson that I give my daughter and anyone else is make sure you're getting into the right car. Detectives now on the lookout for potential witnesses and more alleged victims throughout San Luis Obispo and Santa Barbara counties where this guy had been driving for Uber for months. Now, he's also gone by the name Bruno Diaz and Brushbat is a username. Yeah, that was his Venmo name. What he would do, uh, he was raping and getting a fare from them. But, you know, when you drive, when when you ride in Uber, the money's automatically transferred through the uber app well he didn't have an uber app that was turned on so he'd say hey uh could you send me this ten dollars through venmo which the millennials as we call them the young people these college students that's how they pay each other off they send ten dollars on venmo and that's how he made his money by being a fake uber driver well it's like the new era of paypal cops now saying he was not always driving for uber as Alan has told us, not driving for Uber when he would pick up the women. Now, sometimes drivers in cars parked outside restaurants or bars actually jump in front of the real Uber driver, and they'll take someone unsuspecting to their location. And that is a way that these young ladies are at risk, and that's what police are alleging happened here. The crimes, to me, indicate that Uber and others could devise a new way to screen their potential drivers. I mean, how do they select drivers now, Alan? Just, I mean, there are tens of thousands of them in the Los Angeles area. It's a huge thing, and many of them are recent immigrants, if you will, but many of the passengers are as well. But they do a criminal background check, but they only do it one time. They this do it guy's an illegal immigrant. Up. Yeah, and, but he had a, in California, you can get a driver's license. Being an undocumented alien can get a driver's license here, and he had one, had one since 2015. Did you know he was actually deported out of New Mexico? Yes. Over a decade ago, deported. But that has nothing to do with this. I mean, he shouldn't have even been there to start with. Well, the the thing is that Uber, Lyft, and the others can do anything they want to do background checks. But if someone wants to pretend to be an Uber driver, they can do it. It's very easy to do. And unfortunately, when you're 19 years old and you're out at a party drinking or at the club, you're not paying attention to what car you're getting into. And as a result, you get into the wrong car, you're going to the wrong place and bad things could happen. Did you know, Alan, that there are actually seven different investigations allegedly being worked on right now where this guy, Alfonso Nunez, is a suspect? Four women between the ages of 19 and 22, all of them were college co-eds, Cal Poly Institute, that's the big one that's there in St. Louis Obispo. That's the other one. Then there was a county college that the uh, fourth one was a a student at. So that's what he targeted. He saw these young, drunk college girls coming out of parties. I don't like the way you say young, drunk. I mean, so you have a few beers at a bar or a restaurant, 
What? What? It's your fault. You get into the wrong car. I don't like the way you said that, well, Alan. It, it just makes and you him keep dangerous. talking about how you have a daughter, twenty-seven years old. Shame, shame, shame. <laughs> you well, don't get this kind of penalty well, for I having a couple of beers. I mean, can you say in good conscience you haven't ever thrown back a few? I think these were more than a couple of beers for these ladies. Their judgment was impaired. That I mean, a good thing that they weren't driving, right? I, I, I disagree with you on I'm that. I'm not saying I that they asked with you for on it. that Because I have come out of many a building, and I, see, I ask for an Uber. I look on my iPhone. I see where it is. I see a car come up. It's got an uber sticker and they wave and i wave and i'm like great but people I jump fake in. it people bam fake it. what i'm stone cold sober all right i'm a teetotaler and i i mean i would have done the same thing they did so don't be talk talk don't jump up well, and say they were well, all drunk you don't know that well, alan the, Deke, the, what did the you crime, smell their breath and take a blood no, alcohol but the cops are making that part of no he's I think, charged no this is a cross exam you don't get to explain. That was a yes, no. Did yes, you smell I their did, breath? Yes, I did, Nancy. No. Did you take their blood alcohol? The cops. No. Bam. The, the, you don't this know. This man is charged with rape of an intoxicated person. That is part of the charge. In one and actually, of Actually, I think cases. two of the cases. He is being, he's under suspicion. Seven cases are being investigated right now. And until you can tell me you smell their breath and took their blood alcohol, Alan Duke, I don't want to hear a word about the alleged well, victims. It's part of the facts that they're they're charging that they were intoxicated. One of them. I, think I don't like your them, attitude. Anyway, I don't like your that, attitude. That, that was his you should go, you should go have a drink. I'm going to war- warn your daughters, people, maybe your sons too, that you got to be careful about getting into if you out drinking that's great call an uber but Will be you careful quit you get into the right car making this about the women having a drink okay just stop that this is about getting into the wrong uber car wait a minute that's still putting blame on them this is about this guy who was deported from new mexico and now authorities are saying oh we don't have any idea how the hey he got back, according to the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, Nunez was deported from New Mexico in 2005, and they say it is, quote, unclear exactly where he was living or what he was doing in New Mexico at the time. But I know this. He's a suspect in seven different cases. And DNA, according to Alan Duke, did you not say DNA was used in this yes. case? That yes. is direct. Now, now he gives me a yes, no. Now I get the yes, no from Alan Duke. You know what? Let's take a listen to what the district attorney has to say. Mr. Alarcon Nunez is an undocumented, undocumented immigrant here in the United States, a citizen of Mexico um, who was deported voluntarily in 2005 when uh, the Department of Homeland Security made contact with him in the state of New Mexico. Let me urge here, though, with that particular fact. Uh, like anyone charged with a crime here in the United States, he is entitled to the same protections of our Constitution as anyone else charged with a crime. So he is uh, indeed considered to be innocent until a court of law is deemed that he is convicted and guilty of the crimes that he's now been charged with. Yes. So, will you, so will you, are you committed to prosecuting this case, or will the suspect be turned over to ICE for a deportation? No, that's a great question. We will absolutely prosecute this case here in our county. And in fact, the, you know, his immigration status is, is not relevant for the purpose of, of this uh, prosecution. 
we will treat this case as we would any other case that we come across. Um, and it's important to know that the, the uh, in my mind, the relevance of his uh, immigration status really points more to the safety of, of services like Uber. Uh, if those companies are not conducting adequate background checks to make sure that they know the true identity of people that are driving, uh, then those consumers, those of us that use those services, we don't know for sure whether or not we're at risk. And so um, I think that's something that uh, essentially is a factor that in my mind makes using one of those services a little bit more risky because we don't truly have adequate background checks to know that those drivers are safe. So you feel confident that there are other victims out there? We have evidence that leads us to believe there are other uh, victims. In fact, uh, we're, we're going through all the forensic data that we have now that we've collected to ensure that we can identify them. But that's why we're putting out a plea. Um, anyone that believes that they may have been a, uh, a victim or if they have any other information or have used Mr. Alarcon Nunez as an Uber driver in the past, they'd be urged to contact our San Luis Obispo Crime Stoppers. So we're asking anyone with any helpful information to reach out and contact us. The risk to users, consumers that are using the for hire driver services uh, that are available today. There are many good folks that are Uber drivers and Lyft drivers and, and doing that sort of work. Uh, but there are some things that individuals can and should be doing to protect themselves. One is when you hire an Uber driver and you see who the driver is on your phone and you get a description of the vehicle as well as a, a, a picture of the driver and a license plate. Any consumer needs to verify that information before they get in that vehicle. Uh, we're finding that uh, those that are predators may go because they know that there's someone waiting for a Uber driver and they'll jump in front of the actual Uber driver and they will take someone <coughs> unsuspecting uh, to their home and that's uh, a way of putting somebody at risk and in, in this case that's exactly what, um, what uh, is alleged to have happened. So young people in particular who are out and about and they want to get home safely, um, it used to be that people would have a designated driver before these services were there. Um, those are probably still the most safe ways to get home if you've been drinking, is to have a sober driver that you know and that you trust. But if you're going to use one of these services, just make sure that you're doing all of your due diligence to verify that the driver is the person that you contracted with when you sent your request for that driver to come. Alan Duke, do you have a tip line for me? Yes, I do. The district attorney is asking anyone who might know of another victim to call Crime Stoppers in the San Luis Obispo area at 805-549-7867, 805-549-7867, or just call the district attorney's office. You know, I want to direct everyone to crimeonline.com where we have this guy's photo up his mugshot, and all the information relating to these offenses on ladies help us find other victims if they exist and bring this guy to justice. Nancy Grace, Crime Stories, signing off. Goodbye, friend.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free ready to celebrate international women's day m&ms and iheart present women take the mic sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other and of course there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure peanut butter m&ms because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.